electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Disney making a big switch. Bob Chapek is out as CEO. Bob Iger, of course, is back on the top job. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber, along with Jim Cramer. We're live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has this morning off. Let's give you a look at futures, of course. We get started trading here. Short and weak. No trading Thursday. Uh, there it is. I guess I, what, I don't know what I'd call that, Jim. Kind of a mixed open, nothing. Yeah, I don't mixed know. open. Yeah, yeah, mixed open. Yeah, but that's right. right. It's all related to China, which is enough already. Well, but we sit, do you think China wants to be in a depression? No. Do you we, think they we, want a recession, China? We got to talk about that. But you know what? Given the what? muted market response this morning, of course, will give us more time to talk about that big news out of Disney. 10 o'clock last night, Bob Iger is back as CEO this after. Uh, what I've reported on, rising tensions amongst top management at the company, uh, did lead the board to oust his successor, Bob Chapek. A lot of different things behind this decision. Uh, been able to do some reporting in the last, not even, what, 12 hours oh, or yeah. so. Um, Jim, you know, you, of course, uh, after the last reported quarter, were a vocal critic of Mr. Chapek, saying, as our viewers just heard, that he should be replaced. Obviously, the board chose to do that. My understanding is there were concerns prior to this latest earnings report, but they really did um, grow after uh, a significant loss related to -to direct-to-consumer. And while he still said the company would be profitable in that business by fiscal year 24, he gave some more caveats. That's when the board really, uh, after sort of considering things, said we may need to have to make a change sooner. Now, that said... My reporting is that Iger was not contacted until Friday night. Exactly, exactly right. Friday night, no, yeah, and I, they didn't sign it up until 8 o'clock yesterday. And they right. didn't really look at any other candidates seriously, perhaps because there simply there weren't any. any. And that's absolutely right. Iger did not. I think some of our viewers might think that Iger asked for it. That's not true. I do think that it was that quarter because I think that quarter and the narrative of that quarter uh, was rogue. If you go back and read the conference call, the conference call was this, it, it was a great time. Now, the board itself doesn't like that level of non-accountability. You don't go on in what's obviously going to be one of the worst quarters Disney's reported and basically say that things are fine. Yeah. We needed a wartime consigliere, and they gave us someone who was, I don't know, kind of like from The Hague. Oh, that's, sorry, that's the Justice Department. I, I don't think that there was... Uh, if you go back over that last quarter, it was horrible. Um, it was horrible. You know, but one horrible quarter, but oftentimes the quarter you're, was willing, horrible. you're willing to give a CEO a little more time. They, and I, I did speak to some people close to the board who thought that, in fact, this board would do that. What do you think galvanized them now? You know, we've, I, you and I have both been hearing about tensions, I described them at the top. Uh, 
dysfunction is what another person close to the board. What are you, what are you hearing sort of may put the board over the top? Not just the financial performance, right. which obviously is key, but perhaps other things they were hearing from people at the company. Well, look, I think that you, yes, people at the company, too many departures. Uh, the rest of the company not being run very well. Theme parks being good. No real rapport with any of the people that you need to be able to use the 10 poles, the great 10 poles that they have. Uh, kind of over his head. Remember, he was over his head in a lot of things. Now, look, I do want to talk about shareholders who are angry. Uh, I believe that uh, Dan Loeb, I can't imagine Ike Perlmutter. Really. I did not speak to him. was happy. I would say Dan Loeb came in when he came in as an investor. I just want to make this clear. He was actually doing it to be supportive of Chapek. Okay, well then how about supportive Nelson Peltz? Supportive of Nelson Peltz be part of the dialogue. Uh, uh, Peltz has not been a part of the dialogue. No, He's had, neither one of them had any idea about this. No, billion-dollar position. But Peltz has got a significant position but, now uh, and will potentially be. Right. Uh, and chose to go on the record with the journal saying they don't think Iger should have come back. And that's an wrong. interesting that, comment. That's an odd view because yeah. when I spoke to Nelson, uh, he supports Iger. And would love to have a cup of coffee with Iger. It makes sense that they should have. Yeah. Shouldn't they have a cup of coffee with Iger? I mean, like I think that they are... They were always friends. I don't want to. I don't want to make the story be about Nelson, but I, I think it's Nelson, not about Nelson. But I think he belongs on the board. Nah, big shareholder. What is it? Nah, nah. I, I just don't Proctor think well. that's not. You know what? The story I want to talk to you about is what now? All right. You've been saying Chapek deserved to get ousted. He did get ousted. Bob Iger is back. It's stunning. It's not something that many expected. Mr. Iger, when we have spoken in the past, uh, had indicated. He was very happy uh, with retirement, so to speak, uh, with doing a lot of different things. Well, do we have your tape? I thought your tape was fantastic. Um, I know we have a number of different things. And we have my, you know, we did an exit interview less right. than a year ago. Um, and, you know, here's what he had to say uh, sort of about his future and why then he was happy to be leaving. You don't regret having left when you did and stepped down as CEO when you did? No, I think that, look, I didn't. No one knew that the pandemic was going to explode the way it did. I think the timing was unfortunate. Um, but throwing a new CEO into you know, that's in, that, you know, that circumstance was difficult. Um, but no, I have no, no regrets about having made that decision. It was time. I didn't want people to say, be going around saying, when the heck is he going to leave? You know? Isn't it time? I'd rather have them say, gee, did he have to leave when he's leaving? We would have liked him to stay longer. And I'm getting some of that. Of course, that right. was him stepping down as chairman. That's less than a year ago. He had stepped down as CEO in February of 2020, but really did kind of bring himself back to a certain extent during the pandemic and day-to-day management. That did create tension between Chapek well, yeah, and look, Iger. I, I, I they never that, got passed. But I thought that it was fair to give Chapek some time. I can't believe that Bob Iger answered like my view, too. Uh, I thought that JPEG uh, had run the theme parks very well, and I wouldn't have been behind JPEG if Bob Iger wasn't. I mean, I heard these different things. Well, you addressed it. What no, does it matter right. that they Bob, were friends? Bob Iger was, along with the board, they made the decision about well, JPEG. Right. He had run two businesses successfully at the company. Uh, the other candidates, perhaps Tom Staggs or Kevin Mayer, were not seen quite as as being equal to that because he had executed quite well at two different businesses. So he was, in part, Iger's guy, even though their relationship did not go But how do you deal well with the after, fact, look, I, let's COVID. say you like Iger as I did. I thought his book was amazing. I thought Iger was amazing. I, you know, one of, it, yeah. it really was the greatest ride. So then he puts Chapek in. So I say, well, listen, if 
if he thinks Chapek's good, I, I, I think Chapek's good. And then I feel like I made a mistake because I could not believe how poorly run the company got. But, you know, I did, wasn't going to, like, say, look, let's just give him the hook. Until that last quarter was so horrible, it, it was on a sale. And it was like one of, it was the NFL right. coach who, who lost too many games. And that's okay. This is the NFL. But, Jim, are you surprised the stock is going to be up 10%? Not at I, all. I asked that because. No, because I said that if I got the job, it would be up 20 but points. These are, these are not that was challenges that are arrogance. going away. And you heard Michael Nathanson on, uh, on Squawk Box. Direct to consumer lost, uh, you know, is losing over a billion dollars. What was it? Over a billion dollars in the but quarter. He, well, he um, can reset it. Or do you say because he came up with it, he can't reset it? The pivot to direct to consumer was Bob Iger's decision, what? like every other CEO of major media entertainment company that had linear that had linear networks, watching that go away and saying, "Hey, look at that multiple Netflix gets. We've got to move aggressively well, into it was that a business." Different era. It was the new era. Is we don't care about how many subscribers you have. We want to start to see profitability. It's, this is the pivot that everybody has. Do to you do. think that Bob Iger is going to have more success pivoting them to the profitability? Yes, absolutely. You do. Yeah, because I think a lot of this may be related to having Hollywood be better. I mean, one of the great pieces. I don't. Know if you got a chance to read Jim Stewart's piece. I did. I did on right. on on the failure of the eighteen. Uh, well, I mean, you, you and I one. both respect Jeff Bukas a great deal, and I you, Jeff Bukas had a phenomenal relationship with everybody, and so did uh, did uh, uh, Pepler HBO, yes. fabulous relationship. So then uh, Stanky comes in and he delivers a memo. <laughs> Can I just say that there was a laugh out laugh out loud memo? Now I'm not a Stanky fan at all, given the fact that he's on the wall of shame. I want to double down here, but Stanky needs. Look, I'm not now saying Stanky needs to go because Stanky's got he's got that thing sewed up. But I do think that they've done everything wrong, too. But one of the amazing things they've done wrong is, is that Stanky probably doesn't know. I probably know more people in Hollywood than Stanky. I could greenlight more deals than Stanky. I mean, look. All right. the, the, so your point is to get back to it, that Chapek is was similar in that way. Yes. Not having the relationships. Right. And that well, Iger's less presence arrogant. there. Less arrogant. And obviously I, his ability to be a communicator with, I mean, uh, amongst the finest communicators out there, will and a relationship builder will allow him to what to Iger's to, to, to love to he, make direct to consumer more profitable or get it to profitability. Iger could say, "Look," which is something Chapek could do. I uh, I created a different time when everybody wanted Netflix as multiple. Now I'm about trying to get the dividend back. I want to be sharper. Uh, I want to go to Safra Katz, who's on the board, and say, Safra, what would you do? Because Safra, as you from Oracle, I think you and I both respect your grade. Yep. I think that they have to use that board a little better. But I do think that, that if I were Bob Iger, and I would have Bob Iger have a cup of coffee with Pelts. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do think the important thing here is, is that he can reset it. Yeah. In the same way, can we just talk about Howard Schultz? So Howard Schultz picks Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson misses the fact that, that a bigger percentage of people wanted cold brew than hot. Didn't have the right technology. So Schultz comes back. He brings in technologists. They can make it so they have eight cold brew done at once. Yep. The next thing you know, Schultz is done, and he can put in Nara Simmons and have the train final time. And, that, and by the way, that is not. It, it, you're, you're, it's interesting to make that comparison because it, you know a lot of what Iger is going to do right now. My understanding is he's going to stabilize things. Right. He's going to create. Obviously, morale is not great, so he's going to create what he hopes I think would be more optimism at the company. Easy. But he's going to have to make some tough decisions. But about direct-to-consumer, about costs, yes. about ESPN, the future of sports, a lot of things. 
and he's a big fan of ESPN. And we'll we'll play some uh, sound from our interview from a year ago that I think will give. People well, he's a big fan of uh, he's a big fan of live sports. Yeah, but. All that being said, he's also going to have to help the board find his successor yes. and do it within two years and help train that person. And hopefully it's going to go better than the last time. Well, I think that who would have thought that Howard Schultz would pick a terrific person who made it so that I think that things are going to work out better. I do think that Iger is loved. That does matter in Hollywood. It's a little ethereal. There's no per, earnings per it, share. It matters. It matters, especially in Hollywood. But that said, all right, I sat down with Chay Peck. It was, uh, uh, when was it? September 15th. Okay. So a few months ago, right. and we were talking about direct-to-consumer in particular and also cutting costs. Take a listen to what he had to say uh, at that point. Disney was one of the companies that was probably the hardest hit by the pandemic, and restarting the business was the focal point. But now that the business is restarted and restarted so strongly with the strength not only of streaming but of parks as well, we are now focused on the maintenance of the business, the running of our business. And we're asking ourselves a lot of hard questions coming out of the pandemic is what does this SG&A world have to look like? Not relative to what it used to be, but in the modern area. What it, and so Christine and I are, as I said in the conference, arms locked on going and making big progress against it. And Christine is McCarthy, who's the CFO. I think it's fantastic. I think she can work very well with Iger initially. I think she, you know, she went along like I did. You know, it's like, oh, shape it, shape it. He's in. But Christine was a fantastic CFO and then watched the balance sheet be obliterated. I don't think that was her fall. Right. I think that, look, they need some steady hands. Right. So, I mean, there, I, my sense is there was they were not on this locked arm and arm, at least not recently. Uh, that's a good call. Yeah, I think yeah. that there was a blow up there in the end. I don't think justice will let anything happen here. So all the creative things are off the table. I mean, when Cantor decided that Random House was not going to be able to merge with SNS. Oh, you're it, saying the possibility of a well, that was the area. Like, you you and two publishers that we could, could that you and I could combine in nanosecond yeah. aren't allowed to combine. How are you going to be able to do anything? Uh, it's it's a good question, and it's very much unclear when it comes to the rationalization, so to speak, direct to consumer and the need potentially for deals, whether those will be allowed to occur uh, from an antitrust perspective. Well, what, um, what happens to Hulu? I know we got to go, but there's well, an asset worth something. Hulu, and, you know, they're going to have to buy it. And, by the way, that's going to add to the debt. But they don't, they, don't have the, gonna, they don't have the balance sheet to do Well, it's going to make them more levered. And the, oh, well, that's, that's the last a, thing I need right That's now. another thing on Iger's list now. There's no shortage of things that he's going to have to deal and with. And there's the no shortage of ability of that make. man to do it. Say again? There's no shortage of that man's ability to do it. There you go. Good. Huh? Give me that. Thank you. We're going to have a lot more on. I had some uh, good things to say about Green Bay, but they screwed it up this on, uh, on Disney and the CEO shakeup, of course, throughout the show. Let's give you another look at futures. We get started with trading right here at the New York Stock Exchange 15 minutes from now. And you can see perhaps a slightly lower open. we got a lot more squawk on the streets right ahead. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we showed you futures a moment ago, and we will again, of course. Looks like a bit of a lower open. We're starting the holiday shortened week, of course. Oil is extending losses this after WTI crude fell by 10% just last week. And, of course, we do have uh, a lot of concerns about curbs in China and the spread of COVID again in that country uh, hitting demand. I mean, Beijing, uh, a lot of major metropolitan areas, and there are so many, are starting to shut down. Yeah, I, I think that and they now see it at three deaths. You know, we have people who die every day from COVID. I don't, I don't trust any yeah, of their data. We have data. like 300 a, a yeah, day. Yeah, I trust, I don't trust 400, 300, I don't trust their data. Uh, it's almost inconceivable that the elderly were very, barely vaccinated and then vaccinated with a vaccine only lasts 43%. Uh, so like, this is self-inflicted and oil is part of that. Uh, we still haven't seen the president in the SPR. He's developing pretty soon a good trade. Shorted at 90, and he's like, he covered 72. But I, I, I want to buy oil here, and I want to buy oil because I think that in the end, if China decides, you know what, we have to change our policy, we figured out a reverse Moderna, then you're going to be paying 100. Right now, everything's going the Fed's way, by the way. We don't talk about that. I mean, oil, get, gas is now below. Yep. Um, yep. Used cars below. Now, last week, uh, we, did have a, we did had significant rally in a lot of China-related stocks. Uh, Alibaba obviously reported earnings as well. But, you know, that the indexes that we typically look to had a very good move, right. in part because there have been a series of things out of China that indicated they will loosen over time, uh, the COVID restrictions. And yet, of course, people wake up this morning to see uh, the first related deaths since the Shanghai lockdown, as you point out. And... Um, even though they have numbers that are far below our own, much more stringent. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you've seen the GDP numbers out of that country, what well, it's meant. We have a better GDP than they yeah. do. I mean, I think that they have a chance to be able to reignite their economy, but they have to swallow uh, pride. And that seems to be something the President Xi does not want to do. But eventually, let's say there are more apples. Let, you know, we're people trying to maybe second source to here. Uh, the companies that we that I deal with that do a lot of business in China are just being crushed. I mean, just look at NVIDIA. NVIDIA's quarter was not great. And one of the reasons why it wasn't great was because China's just been, even China away from the high end that our government cut is doing poorly. How long can, can Nike do poorly? How long can Disney do poorly? And I think the answer is, is that, that President Xi has to pivot uh, I know it'll be hard for him to do, but he has to. Um, I mean, there are many ways for him to pivot. All he has to do is say, you know what? We have a better vaccine in the United States. Yeah. We've well, done they, it with mRNA. Well, they don't. Ready. And as you point out, it's people over 80 years of age who are the real concern. I think they're at about right. 66% vaccination well, it should rate. Be, I mean, our country people die. I mean, how many people die in our country that shouldn't have died? Oh, 400,000? Many hundreds of thousands. Right. Potentially. Uh, all right, let's get a mad dash uh, right after the break here, of course, and also counting down to an opening bell that's less than 10 minutes away. A lot more squawk on the street straight ahead. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, 
No one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. All right, seven minutes before we get started with trading right here at the New York Stock Exchange. Let's talk a bit about uh, the home, as in the home front, the home, RH, Williams-Sonoma. People will not stop talking about how bad everything is that goes into a home because of how the Fed has made it so that people won't necessarily uh, be as wealthy. Uh, remember, you're up 45 percent uh, just in terms of how much mortgage money you have to put up. $100,000 for, so, uh, for uh, a person makes 100000 So what happens? Barclays come out and says, wallet creep contagion, downgrading Williams-Sonoma and RH show restoration hardware to, to equal weight. Well, David, this is, I don't know, maybe the fifth of these. And I take a look at the home builders. They're not going down that much. Now, Whirlpool uh, has had a tough time. But I just think that this whole idea that housing is falling apart makes me think that you're underestimating Laura Albert at Williams-Sonoma. The first guy who saw the problem was Gary Friedman. Are these stocks bottoming? I don't want to keep selling them. I mean, I just think that at a certain point, you have to be ahead of the next cycle. There's a lot of things going in the favor of the Fed. Now, the Fed, they'll be tough. That's all they know to do is be tough. But they're winning on so many different fronts. I mean, what's the point of continuing to press your bet and say anything housing is bad? It's just wrong to me. Now, I think that at a certain point, and that's a bad short, I know. But yeah, they're both not looking particularly no, good. No, but your but point just, is you'd rather see the research that says, hey, you know what? I see the next cycle coming. It's not that far away, and maybe it's a time to start accumulating. Right. What a great time to say, you know what? No, I, I saw the company when it was at 200, and I thought that she did a good job. But what a, what a great time to sell. And then right here you say, okay, I, I don't know if it's still a sale. I don't think that this is the time to downgrade, because then what happens is that if you do get two more rate hikes, then you're going to want to buy, and then done, Williams-Sonoma, Laura Albert, do a good job. Right. Okay. We're going to have a lot more on the Fed, on the markets in general. And Disney. And Disney, no doubt about that. A bunch of other stocks we're going to talk about as well. Opening bells a few minutes away. Stay with us. There's a lot of things that I did not anticipate, but I will tell you that the energy, the enthusiasm uh, uh, for the future in this company as we turn 100, the enthusiasm of our employees, our cast members, our content creators, uh, leads me to believe that the next 100 years is going to be every bit as great, if not greater, than the first 100. That was uh, from an interview I conducted with Bob Chapek only back in September. Of course, he Good. was expressing optimism about Disney's future. Uh, and two months later, he would no longer be running the company. No. I'm sure if what I told him that at the time, he would have been right. quite surprised at that outcome. Okay, I'm going to put something out there. I think Peltz should be on the board. But why do you keep coming back to Nelson Peltz? He's, he's tangential to the story. He's I not don't... central to it at all. Okay. I'm looking for change agents to come in. I think things are fat. Yeah, a guy named Bob Iger just came in. Okay. okay. They just changed the CEO. I just wanted accountability. Radic- accountability. They, all right. stunning that he's returning. Now, that said... He's going to be executing again on a lot of the decisions that he did make three plus years ago, four years ago, five years ago. He can do ago. it. Chapek could. Chapek, by the way, can we just be clear, had no plan. 
have no, he had no plan. No plan. You don't believe he had a plan? No, I wouldn't have called for his fire if he had a plan. I would have said let his plan play, play out. I met with him several times. I, I thought he had a plan. I didn't know. And David, that last quarter, that was a defeat. That was a defeat for predicted it, and you called for it, and it happened. Um, there is the opening bell, and you can take a look at the real-time exchange back at our headquarters. Oh, this is all again on China. You know, I'm Here getting tired. We're in a bullish mode. SAP celebrating its 50th anniversary over the NASDAQ Braves. That's a cloud-based software company celebrating its first listing anniversary. You were saying some things about China? I just think we're trading off these things, David. Well, China is a pretty in. important part of the global but economy. China can flick a switch. Russia, no. Russia, unfortunately, is food, 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 and wages. Now, I, by the way, you know Michelangelakis. I do know Michelangelakis, former CFO Heavyweight. of Comcast. Heavyweight. He's a board, board member at Exxon Mobil. And board member of Bolero. 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 Now, listen, hear me out. That's not really. What I, we're talking about Bolero. No, no. <laughs> you know, can you just hear me out? Yes. I'm looking for for signs that there are people who want to come back to work. Okay. Last year they had no one. They were desperate to try to find people to work the lanes. Now it's easy as pie. I'm hearing this at restaurants that people have returned. Now, if the Fed were to just wait a little more, I think they would find that people are coming in from the sidelines. That child tax credit was a very big tax credit, but the Fed wants to press the bet. I think people are coming back to work. I also think it's been a big immigration period. But your point about people coming back to work, I mean, labor has never, it's not as though labor is sold off at all. Uh, in other words, we haven't had a, a, a rise in the unemployment rate. Well, no, but I think. And isn't that what you've said we need? Yes, well, so, I'm saying that that could happen. Because, because we're starting to run back. out of work. Yes. We need, if we saw two or quarters what? Because of, we're, wait. Well, yeah, no, James Gorman came on the show. We had to talk about James Gorman and James another Gorman issue. James Gorman from Morgan Stanley, yeah. And, and said, listen, if we get 4% unemployment, you're going to hear the, the drumbeat's going to end for rapid rate hikes. But we don't have that. I am trying to get ahead of what might be the first weaker number. Okay. However, obviously, the federal stimulus in the infrastructure world is going to keep it so that world is strong. But the world of California and the world of the Internet... David, the layoffs are just beginning. I read about Amazon, and I just think, are you kidding me? You're going to fire 10,000 people, and you think that's all? You think the metaverse is only going to fire that percent? When is Alphabet going to fire, at least retract the hires that they made? Uh, Apple, I don't know. Apple's doing quite well. But I do think that when I read about the pivot, in other words, companies that have decided, like, uh, like Palo Alto, like the cash. Says, listen, we got to stop. We got to stop losing. You know, mm-hmm. it, no one's caring anymore about the EBITDA. They want actual. They want actual earnings. Right. And David, from the very beginning, you tried to say you were so early in this that stock-based compensation was going to be the undoing of these companies. They've all come down. They've all come down sharply. If you, I mean, the the good news for them is they're not looking to attract new employees anymore. Uh, because to do so in this environment, you'd obviously uh, need to actually offer them more cash. And as we know, you can't adjust EBITDA for paying people cash. That no. one they haven't figured out no, yet. No, and I think stock-based um, compensation is now the first thing I look at. Yeah. When I mean, I'm looking at MongoDB. There was a downgrade. to very good company, MongoDB. 
And yeah, there's Kevin, downgrade Kevin today. Kevin Ryan Company. Yeah. What? Kevin Ryan was the. I like Kevin Ryan. Works really hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and good, good, good company. But here, Morgan Stanley taking a pause as near-term fundamentals look more uncertain. Downgrade to EW. They haven't made the pivot. They're not. They're still sticking by the growth at all costs. The growth at all costs has not worked. Look at that. I mean, and that's just one of countless technology companies, cloud-related, wherever you that are down 70 plus percent. Right. And these are the ones that, that gaffed people and really made it so I can't believe anyone still. It's down six percent today. You know, you look at those charts, Jim, and you always ask yourself, when is it? When? When is it? When do we start to see a turn? When is it enough? I. I I think that it's enough when you recognize that you can't be the old way. Okay, so you know, I, uh, did Meta realize that? Is that yes. Why that oh my God, yes. No Meta, longer down seventy-five percent. Meta has made a, Meta has made a commitment. Meta has made a serious commitment to getting their expenses in line with the revenues, and that's how you got that stock where it is coming back. At the same time, I'm going to mention a company that is not irrelevant but matters a great deal, which is Jacobs. Jacobs Engineering Jacobs Company, engineering. which shows you once again that the Fed, you know, the, the government, that's an infrastructure play, yep. the government poured so much money into companies that are building roads and bridges that you're gonna, not going to have a Caterpillar. Deer reports Wednesday. Deer's going to, I think, have a fine quarter. There, there's part of the economy that really has to stop it. Mm-hmm. And that's a MongoDB. If they today said, you know what, we're going to run this company and we're going to make money, then the analysts who are all trying to jump ship will come back. Now, you could say, well, it's too late to jump ship anyway. Right. But not everybody just downgraded MongoDB. And uh, again, that's a template. I think that Zuckerberg recognized that the number of people, that he, had, he had doubled the number of people since the pandemic began. A lot of these companies just misjudged the pandemic entirely. And they're paying the price. Yes, they are. Look yes, at this. See, now Meta, um, now, now it blips up because they say, you know what, we're not going to, we're going to get things under control. But the companies that are really doing well are the companies that did well in re- retail last week. Yeah. I mean, Walmart. I got to hand it to them. Well, we, I misjudged them entirely. We're coming out of an important week. We talked about going into it, of course, and we ended up getting a lot more, I think I would say, more positive reports than we might have anticipated. Exactly. Target, Target was clearly an, now an outlier, not necessarily reflective, as we I, thought it I, might I, be, I, yes. of a truly weakening consumer. And by the way, Home Depot Black was... Black Friday, this Friday. Yes. I mean, we're starting, it's... it's I know. And by the way, Home Depot the, was not bad. Okay, let's insist that. But Lowe's was great. But one of the reasons why Lowe's was great, you know, they they, they had bought a Canadian business uh, before Marv Ellison came in. And, and they got rid of it, which was very, very smart. Right. Marmelson can come in and change the agenda. Now, David, the companies that are off price, Burlington, TJX, on fire. Now, you may say, wait a second, that bodes poorly for the consumer. Right. I say it bodes well for the Fed, which is desperately trying to get. And, and even Walmart, as I've said many times, pointed out that it had higher income families that were shopping there. They were, particularly in grocery, and that they did see people going to you know store brands, to in-house brands uh, as well. Walmart has uh, has had a very nice run since. Walmart's had a great run because then. they had a great quarter. Yeah. Um, um, this is great. They had a great, want, great you quarter. You know, a few things I want to still get to in the time we obviously. Oh, absolutely. Disney I'm sorry. shares are, are still up. Who got you back to Disney? Uh, di- say again. Did you go back to Disney? I want. Yeah. Well, Disney is the outperformer this morning. How many? You, you know, wrecked our whole weekend. It's. it's 
it's up 9%, 8.78%, but none of the challenges that were there yesterday have disappeared. Um, no, but you, you can... Know, Bob Iger is going to have to navigate a very difficult streaming world, so to speak, in the sense of where investors do expect a level of profitability. The company has promised fiscal year 24 would be that year of profitability. But what just changes? But they still... We still don't know the ultimate profit. But what I'm saying is, listen, we're not going to run for just willy-nilly growth. We're going to charge more. We're going to make it so it's children-friendly. All right. They already gonna, have raised price. They do have the ad tier right. that's just begun. Right. The ad tier could be very good. It you could be. More of a Netflix model. You've got the theme parks. How about if you says you're going to make fun of me? And you know what? I don't care because I was right last week. So I'll go ahead. How about saying that the, the, part, the department that JPEC ran and knew so well was the one that should have expanded? In the same way, the network that we work for, Comcast, they should be expanding theme parks. So well, this is a lot of land. You have said that you thought he should be replaced. The board has done that, so now you believe that they're going to actually build that theme park. You're, uh, you're, you've been extolling yeah, the virtues absolutely. of in New Mexico. Well, I, I think you've te- identified the land, haven't you? I actually found the land. Yes. Have you bought the land so you can flip it? I, to I should get it. No, I, my wife keeps buying. I got enough problems with enough land. Okay. Um, but it, there's three, there are 300,000 acres available on the road between. <laughs> uh, well, you know, look, I, just, I, I, I presented I, my view. I know. It was rejected soundly. No, listen, there have been a lot of times when I've made fun of you, and then you've ended up oh, being right. I don't right. care. And you were no, right you're my friend. JPEC. You're my friend. Um, I'm you know, by the way, they this. did sign JPEG to a three-year deal in June, okay, just to so show you, how quickly things can change. So Dave Tepper had and, a guy he had to fire from the Panthers. And, 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 and JPEG's getting paid on that, one would expect, because he wasn't fired for cause. He was just, see you later. We need to make a change. And part, as we told you, that happened very quickly. Uh, again, just to refresh people, Bob Iger heard from them on Friday is what I understand. And it was Sunday evening that they signed a deal to bring him back. The board... Not really, uh, again, I'm told by people familiar with this deliberations, considering any other candidates seriously. They had identified, Jim, a number of people, I'm told, at the company, but they wouldn't want to put them into this kind of a situation. Because well, that could be it. Howard Schultz situation. Right. Again, so maybe those Howard are Schultz people that can, be, that can be brought along right. over the next year or two. And then you do find a replacement that you hope goes better than the last one. But did you not think there was tremendous turmoil under Chapin? A lot of good people. Were, you know, you, you and I hear things anecdotally. Right. Yes, I, I've, I've heard that there was pushback. You always wonder about the creatives. Listen, there's no doubt that Bob Iger is a great communicator, a builder of relationships. He did that with Steve Jobs. He did it. Jobs notoriously with George Lucas with. when he did that. You know, he through the years, even Rupert Murdoch. I mean, think of all the companies that he was able to buy in part because of solidifying relationships with the CEOs of those companies. Um, Maybe he changes and the he way knows premium content. content and he knows yeah. premium content. He knows really premium well. content. And he knows. Remember, he got rid of everything other than ten poles. The temples are working. He had decent numbers for this the second week for the, yep. the last time's film, but. You know, David, I, I just think that you have you have a guy who comes in who's well-liked, and so then the people who are fleeing or don't like it say, you know what, our that, man is back. He does a series. And that's important. Does morale not matter? At, morale does matter. Morale matters a the lot. The morale at, ta- at Time Warner, yep. after a Stanky got in, yep. that may have been... And it, it particularly matters in, in these kinds of creative businesses where... Right. Well, creative people don't... They, now, let me ask you about morale at another platoons. company that is not a public company any longer, but has implications oh, well, for others and is obviously an important story, and that's Twitter. Well, the president, former president's back, 
former president has been allowed Green to be back. I don't know if he's actually tweeted. No, I tried. I couldn't find um, him. But what's your sense it. as to what may be going on at Twitter? And let's not forget, there's $13 billion of debt at this company. There's a uh, gap. Excuse me. Well, a debt at the company. There's a gap. Elon Musk company. Uh, that $13 billion, uh, 12.5 to be fair, run, uh, led by Morgan Stanley, participation of a lot of other banks. They never sold it down. I'm told you can bid about 60 cents on the dollar for it right now. Oh, if you is want. that true? Yeah, would you buy it if you could get 60 cents, bid at 60 cents on the dollar? I don't like to count out. I, I would never count out uh, Elon anything Musk. that Elon Musk does. Hard to do that. I don't know. The growth of the business was very poor. There was no growth. But they, they have need. almost no employees now. They have no. <laughs> He's gotten rid of between, but between the initial, initial How about I go 50 and then the people who've left because they, you know, they didn't want to work, whatever the, num- whatever the words were from him. Super hard. Uh, you know, I... Yes, Jim? <laughs> I've never seen you speak. No, because I really struggle over the idea that, I, that saying something that is negative about Musk has made you look foolish over the years. And there were so many things that I know I proposed dealing with Twitter, where I felt that Twitter had so much opportunity uh, that I'm not going to count him out. He can bring in his people. I do think if you continue to have Twitter be just Twitter, no. It's got to become something much more. It's it's hard to dismiss Elon Musk given the incredible success he's had, almost unparalleled success he's had. That said, it's it's not making electric cars or sending rocket ships up. There's it's a whole different well, set of skills. Um, but he is he is bringing good. Those people. are a lot harder, it would seem to me. Well, David, I think that the more important question right now is: Do they have the money to pay the banks? Yes, and uh, that that is a key with, question. Can he just keep selling stock, or just? Well, that gets us back to the marketplace, which is Tesla. He's not and on margin. That stock, take a look at, I don't know if we have it, from the time he closed the Twitter deal, I would, uh, Tesla shares have been down a lot. Oh, it's been, look at that. Even though the, their business, we're, we're less strong. than a month out, but you can see the performance of the stock, Jim. And that's not necessarily in keeping with, the, with its peer group. Okay, so your bank, your so bank. Are people hey, selling hey. Tesla in part because of the problems he's facing at Twitter? Absolutely. Because I think that if you're one, if you look at that 60 cent bid, 60 cent offer. 60 cent sure. offer on the, on well, the debt. The, They're not selling, by knows? the way, the banks. Well, it could be 50 bid for all I know. Well, don't yeah. you want to clear that up I mean, by the end of the year? You don't want to go in with your books for that, that long. Oh, right now, it's money good still for them as long as he's paying interest. Right. right. It is money good. Can we wait? One true plan. How about a plan? An action plan. Have we ever, have we ever said that this guy is this guy's capable of having a big family? Yes, he has 10 children. Well, okay, I didn't want to articulate exactly. Well, I, uh, that's the nut right number. Right, 10, I 10 children. I'm correct on that. I could have uh, changed he, the last, the, recently. He, the, the auto business has been running better than every, everybody's auto business. Everybody's, okay. Yes. Uh, I think his rockets are number one. So why can't he spend... Number one rockets. Number one sure. rockets. How about he spends eight weeks... Oh, can you believe this? Jesus, the Pepsis of the world keep going up. People continue to think that we're going to have a recession. Why don't you give him... Let's give him two months. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, how about he comes up one day and he says, listen, I found direct messaging. Here's, or, or how about this? I'm creating a mall on Twitter. Or how about this? I'm going, I've been speaking with Mark Zuckerberg, and we're, we're in the metaverse together. And what we're going to do is be able to buy things and buy them through Twitter. Uh, it's a pretty simple process. And In other words, this is a man who sees things that we don't see and finds things that we don't find. 
And I'm not going to go against someone who is that brilliant. I'm just not. Um, and I, I, plenty I, of people makes, who would agree with sense. you on that. All right, uh, let's but talk about no another one's coming with the market. Once again, like the sales forces, David. Yes. We have to talk about them. Okay. They're relentless in their decline. Relentless. As if people decided that enterprise software, which was the hottest area yes. in venture capital in the last three years, yes. that enterprise software is no longer investable. We knew for we a don't talk of, about knew, this. I know. We knew for a period of time the multiples did seem high, but Jim, it is it is it is hard to imagine in some ways that that they were that high. The hottest area. They were that high. Right. They were that high. Cut in half. And David, um, that's the epicenter of where the because earnings have, have not cut. been cut in half. No, but it doesn't matter. Banks are good. Consumer products good. Oil will be good as soon as China comes to its senses. But, but David, this, every yeah. every single venture capitalist from I know. You could present them an idea. You say, listen, I've got this idea that would prevent people from being uh, substance abusers, mm-hmm. gambling abusers. Mm-hmm. They would say, yeah, but like, we're looking for software as a service. I know. Well, no, but this, this is the potential to be able to counter anybody or, who gambles too much. No, no, you don't no. understand. We want the vertical, the vertical that makes it so that the day you're onboarded, you immediately get uh, a work at home. I mean, that's what they want. I know. The venture capitalists flooded the zone with, with I, mean, I don't money. think people at home realize no. that, that it, the and queue the way, of enterprise software is 90, so long. 90 plus percent of these companies are still private enterprise software well, companies. Uh, I mean, they're smaller, but many so- of them are still private. Software is a nothing. Right. We don't need them because not a lot of new companies are created that need this stuff. These are the same people who okay, threw money. I didn't these are the same people who threw money at Rule 60. Service out doing great Rule 60. Same people who threw money at Sam Bankman Freed. We didn't even talk about that. Said it's okay. You don't have a board Do, of directors. You, you know, okay I hear people saying I, you got to short Coinbase in order to be able to make your money back. And Coinbase, of course, will say, "How dare you? Do you not understand blockchain? Do you not understand the way the world works?" You know what? Oh. You know, my mom used to say, "If Jimmy doesn't understand it, maybe he can't be understood." Maybe that, that was my mom. I'll tell you what: a lot of people are understanding is that they're not getting their money out. Well, that's the and point. it's really tragic. That's I mean, you're the talking point. about people. Two thousand, three thousand, ten thousand dollars. Significant sums for many people. The, the the hit the people, or they just say, "Hey, listen, caveat emptor." Gary Gensler. Gary has not been as vocal as I'd like him to be, given the fact that. And by the way, Gary was up at MIT same time. I wonder whether it's him. But did Sam Bank Friedman take his? Whatever. Uh, took his course. I mean, I'm looking at. I'm just going back to look at. You know, people are trying to estimate what the recovery value is going to be. I mean, people keep coming up with just these. Five to ten cent numbers. I want the SEC yeah. to come in. It's very early. Stop. But the barn, the horses have not left, not left the barn. The SEC could come out and say, look, we are going to regulate this. And I think that would, it would calm the markets. Yeah. But the markets are not calm. You can look at the, did we get rid of the chain link fence check? I mean, you ever see some of the ones that are, I mean, the, chain link trades a lot. I, I think a, we got, may have gotten rid of that. coin. Well, the one that's like under a dollar, it's time to it's time not to show that. We don't like to encourage people buying stocks under a dollar. The only thing that's great, or, or Coinbase, the thing that's great about stocks that are around a dollar is the Stocks cannot go to minus one. No, they can't. I've they seen can't. that because Whereas at one point I owned a stock I thought was going to go to minus one. If you're short a stock, though, you do have unlimited downside. All right. As a reminder of something else, you can also get in on that CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up. Which held the uh, Disney betting that there would be a cavalry. Well, you were, you were right to hold it because I was asking you last week, why didn't you sold it? Because I knew that Bob Iger was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot more. I didn't know. Bob didn't know yeah. until Friday evening. No, he didn't. He really he didn't think he was going back. What happened with Iger? Um, when you stop talking, we got to take a break. 
Well, does Bob Iger have a better shot of figuring out the world these days than Bob Chapek did? The market seems to think so. Walt Disney, the leader of the S&P right now. You can see Domino's Pizza also doing pretty well. We're back. You got him once. Welcome back. That's about a wrap for us uh, for the first hour of Squawk on the Street. But you have a show that you do right over there. It's funny. A last, later in the day. What's yes, going to be on there? You know, we had Pat Doyle, who used to be the head of Domino's, and now he's executive chairman of, 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 of QSR Restaurant Brands. Yeah, so now right, we, we have the CEO, yeah, we have Russell Wienerwin, who, who's amazing. He was the Yankees. By the way, he, he, he sold um, like hot dogs and uh, for the Yankees. Like, I sold ice cream. But this guy's the real deal, and he's buying all those uh, Chevy Bolts in order to be able to make it so that we have cleaner skies and get more drivers. And I think the stock is down too much and might be interesting. What a show. You take, uh, you take Chapek off the wall of shame now, right? Yeah, he does come off the wall of yeah. shame. Well, is, you is know, he was a nice cer- guy. Is there a ceremony for that? I've always wondered. Or... I'll make one up. You disappear them? Well, it's not an obituary for him. How many you got on there these days? Only a couple. But uh, I'm not Stalin. Ha, there's a, there's a breaking news story. Kramer's not Stalin. Stalin. He's closer to Lenin. All right, coming up, more reaction to uh, Bob Iger's returning as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Keep it here. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.